My name is Anakee Hutchinson, and you're listening to For Change Be Bold. Let's chat, let's laugh, because it's your time to start choosing you. You're listening to For Change Be Bold podcast, the show that shows you how to start choosing you. Today, I'm excited to introduce our guest, Sarah St. John. Sarah is an entrepreneur, a podcaster, an online course creator, and author. She has created several startups throughout her entrepreneurial career and over a decade. She currently owns a podcast production agency called Podseed. She is also the podcast host of the Frugalpreneurs, Building a business on a bootstrap budget. I love that. (laughs) I just love that. (laughs) Which aims to show people how to launch and manage an online business on a budget. Hey, Sarah. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I am so excited to get into this one because it's all about budget. And so we have a little rapid questions that we want to get into. Okay. (laughs) All right. So if you could walk into any woman's closet right now who would it be and what would you pick (laughs) I'm actually gonna have to go with Lady Gaga okay (laughs) (laughs) because well first of all she's one of my favorites and secondly I mean can you imagine what that closet would be like um although I've heard that she has like a a warehouse of all her clothes um what would I pick like to wear or just to keep I mean, to wear, to keep, yeah. Oh, man. She has a lot. At Red War, when she sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl, um, it was like the year before she performed, but she was wearing this red sparkly suit. I love that. I think oh, that's so that's your favorite. That's the one you'll choose. I think yeah. that's, that's a good one. You know what? I like the um, the one she had on recently at the inaugural oh yeah oh yeah it almost looked like hunger games i know (laughs) that wasn't bad it wasn't bad i know there were so many people talking about like where is she going (laughs) especially her brooch because it was so big (laughs) yeah it was huge and yeah it looked just like the i saw pictures afterwards like comparing her to um in the hunger games what uh i forget what character um I think Elizabeth Banks plays her. Anyway, and it was like dead on. They were both wearing these big brooches with the bird. And yeah. (laughs) This was like the comparison right there. What is one thing you still have from your childhood? One thing I still have from my childhood. Well, I think I have my blanket somewhere. The blanket that I would sleep with and stuff. I don't know where it is, but... I know I kept it. So it's somewhere. It's somewhere. (laughs) It's somewhere. I know we all keep, you know, at least one thing or something that we have or we hold dear to our hearts. And we're like, I'm not giving this up. And that's for me is what is the shorts. I have the shorts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not going to give it up. What's the last song that is stuck in your head? Oh, man. I think the last song I heard was called sweet but psycho by ava max i think that's the last song i heard so it's been kind of stuck in my head um 
Yeah, so I'll go with that one. You go with that one. Right now, I'm like, ooh, I'm like in between um, Baby Shark, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Because I'm telling you, like, these kids, oh, my God. (laughs) That's all they want to sing. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't have any kids, so I, I'm, yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, I don't have any of my own, but my niece, oh. but, oh, yeah. <laughs> Twitter or Instagram? Ooh, which one? Oh, Instagram. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Twitter is, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, uh, I I can't get into Twitter. I mean, I'll update it when I have an update, but I don't spend time on it. Exactly. And you know how you can connect your social media accounts. I think mm-hmm. that's what everyone do. And it just automatically go over to Twitter and you know it's there <laughs> but <laughs> yeah we go on there just to see tweets <laughs> what is an important life lesson you learned from someone hmm. I guess well and I don't know if this is just from one person in particular but kind of a recurring thing that I keep mm-hmm. hearing throughout life is um, to just go for it, yeah. whatever it is, mm-hmm. to go for it because, um, you know, you only have one life and, well, I mean, I guess it depends on what you believe in, but anyway, <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, there's no better time than the present, or they say, you know, the best time to have planted a tree was 10 years ago and the next best time is now. So it's kind of like that, like just yeah. go for exactly. it. Exactly. And that's a good life lesson, you know, for us to just go at it. Um, Whatever you want to do, attack it because you keep the lane, you know, that dream of yours. I mean, it's not going to happen, but or you're not going to know what's going to happen. Even if you keep thinking, all right, it's not going to happen or it's not going to go the way I want. But how will you know? (laughs) Right. How do you know until you try it? (laughs) Exactly. All right, let's jump into, we're here to talk about budget, and I'm excited. So, the first thing, like, you know, a lot of people, they have this hard time trying to figure out, do I need 500, 600, 700 to start a business? But you're saying, you know what, you can start a business on a bootstrapped budget. So, you know, why was it, you know, that kind of um, dynamic for you? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I guess I'll kind of explain my backstory a little bit because it kind of helps put it in perspective. But um, so in 2008, I had had six different jobs that year, um, not at the same time, but throughout the course of the year. And I realized that I wanted to work for myself and be my own boss. And so I started a photography business. Uh, and I realized that while I like taking photos of animals and architecture and landscapes, I didn't like taking photos of people, but that's where the money is. I was doing weddings and portraits, but the bigger issue than that was just the expense of maintaining and up, uh, you know, keeping up with equipment and lighting and all that. So then I decided to switch to an online business model, but I wasn't sure, what I wanted to do. So I tried a bunch of different things like drop shipping, affiliate marketing, blogging. (laughs) And it was in the process of trying these different things that I discovered all these free or really affordable tools and resources to use to manage an online business on a budget. So then I decided to write a book called Frugalpreneur. 
talking about all the different types of like online businesses and and how to run them on a budget. And then I got the idea to start a podcast also called Frugalpreneur to coincide with the book. And it was just going to be, you know, like 10 episodes or something, but I was getting more leverage and traction with the podcast than the book. And so I kept that up and Mm -hmm. have made some great connections and whatnot. And um, so I'm all in on on podcasting. Um, but yeah, I guess the the passion for the the podcast and all that started out of just the fact that so many people think that it costs a lot of money to start a business. And of course, if it's like a brick and mortar retail location, yeah, it's going to yeah, cost some money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, you can have all kinds of different online businesses, especially for you know next to nothing i run all my businesses for under 100 a month total um and so that's kind of that's like my that's where i try to keep it and of course as you make more money yeah that's my baseline and of course like as you make more money you can spend more and things like that but that's kind of where i try to be um and the only times it maybe goes over a little bit is if i'm running a particular ad or something like that yeah um, but yeah, I just think it's important for, even if someone has a full-time job to at least start a side hustle on, you know, online, because you never know when you might lose your job or maybe you'll exactly. like, yeah, maybe you'll like working for yourself more than, you know, someone else. And so I just think it's a good idea to, for anyone to have a side hustle at least. And then if it ends up becoming a full-time job, then Hey, (laughs) exactly. And I, you know, I shared on my Instagram page recently that, you know, you can always have that nine to five job and you can still respect that job and you can still do your side hustle. Nothing is wrong with getting two, three incomes because we, we saw it happen in 2020 when the pandemic hit and so many people were trying to depend on the money coming in from different agencies that weren't, you know, providing that for them at the moment so you know having that second second income actually is beneficial for you yeah Yeah, exactly and like you said even if there's a few different things you want to try you know second and third incomes you can never have right too many income streams (laughs) exactly especially when you want to go on these trips that you know everybody keeps talking about. yeah when we can start traveling normally exactly. again exactly you know you want to have that money so you can spend um how do you maintain an online business under a hundred dollars because you just touched on that you said that you know you your company you know doesn't surpass that or it's under that mm-hmm. so how do you maintain that so um for any online business, of course, it's important that they have a website. A lot of people think that they just need social media and, you know, have a Facebook page. But first of all, we don't know what's going to happen with social media. I mean, MySpace went under and well, actually, it still exists, but like it pretty much, you know, went away practically overnight. And, And then with algorithm changes and the fact that when you post on Facebook, only like one or two percent of your audience sees it unless you boost it and you can't really collect email addresses and all that stuff so definitely having your own website um and 
you see so you would need a domain for that which you can get for a dollar at one and onecom that's where i get my domains and then oneandone.com <laughs> yeah yeah it's the number one and one um and then um you know if you do a wordpress website well that's free except for the hosting um which can be as little as three dollars a month or you could do like weebly or wix or squarespace and that you know might be 10 or 20 but um and then you could create a free logo in canva or hire someone for five bucks and fiverr and so yeah all of the website stuff i mean is practically almost almost free sort of (laughs) and then uh, i definitely recommend you starting an email list and I use SendFox, which is actually free up to, well, when I started, it was up to 3,000 subscribers, and now it's 1,000. But what I like about SendFox is that, like, if you're a blogger or a podcaster or YouTuber or any kind of content creator, you can put in your um, RSS feed or your YouTube link, and it'll automatically generate weekly newsletters with, Ooh. like, your new episode or whatever. Yeah, so it saves a lot of time. Um, there's some other ones like Mailer Light is the other one I recommend, which I think is up to a thousand subscribers is free as well. So you can get started email marketing for free, and then of course, as you get over like a thousand subscribers, it's going to be a minimal like ten bucks a month type of, and then it goes up as you get more subscribers. But of course, as you get more subscribers, you should be making more money. And exactly. <laughs> so I would say for any kind of online business, those are the things you definitely need. And then depending on what type of online business, you'll need other things like since I'm doing podcasting I need podcast hosting um which I started on Spreaker and that was like seven bucks a month now I'm on Captivate which is 19 a month okay um and you know like a I got a mic and ATR 2100 which was like 60 or 80 dollars one time fee you know um so I mean it depends on what your doing online but for the most part as long as you have a website an email list and then yeah if you need like if you're doing podcasting then you'll need a podcast host or if you're like a coach or a consultant or a blogger or affiliate marketer or any of that stuff you really don't need all you need is a website and an email list pretty much (laughs) so it's like super affordable um so most of my budget really at this point goes towards education and ads pretty much (laughs) yeah I like that you touched on um, education because I think um, many people who are starting out they don't understand how much you have to invest in yourself Mm. you know it's starting a business but you need to know the ins and out of this ever-changing business world and then as you said like you know these email marketing um, platforms like I have never heard of half of the ones that you just mentioned so you <laughs> see like you never know you have to keep up with what's going on the trends and keep learning so I like that you touched on mm-hmm. yeah I try to keep up with like the latest software and and stuff like that that is free or really affordable <laughs> yeah. all right so five dollars so can you do that I um for someone who might just want to start a business how can they do that just with five dollars 
Yeah, so it's kind of, uh, I guess I kind of hit on that a little bit earlier as far as like the dollar domain and then a free um, logo in Canva, um, free email marketing to start with. Um, So really, okay, so you have your dollar domain. And then if you go with WordPress, then you'd have hosting, which again is can be as little as $3 a month, depending on who you go with. Um, But yeah, so I mean, you can get started for about five bucks and then maintain for under a hundred. That's kind of my goal. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. How important is planning when it comes on to maintaining this budget? Oh, planning. Um, I mean, cause my expenses are pretty much the same every month. So I don't, I mean, occasionally I might, um, want to run a particular ad or invest in a particular like course or something like that. Um, so I kind of have to think a little bit ahead or budget, or maybe I'll save some on a given month. Like maybe I'll only spend 50 bucks that month. So then I've got 50 to roll into the next month. And then I spend 150 that, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I guess when I see things like that coming up, I try to cut other expenses. I've, yeah, I've recently gone through and cut, um, some expenses to keep it my monthly expenses even lower than usual I think it's like $40 a month so then I have the extra 60 basically to do ads or education and when it comes on to ads would you recommend for someone who is just starting out on a budget do you recommend them to run ads so depending on what kind of business you have um see i mainly just do facebook ads at this point um because unless it's like a local business um like with a brick and mortar or like when i was doing photography it was obviously local in the sense i could only do stuff in like the dallas fort worth area yeah um and so i would do google ads that would target you know, those areas. But if it's not something local like that, I, for me personally, I don't even bother with Google ads and just do Facebook because the targeting is so niche um, and you can really pinpoint it, but it is getting more and more expensive. um, So I don't do it too often. Um, I don't know that starting out, I mean, if you're going to, because really what you need to do is focus on growing your email list, but then how are you going to get those people to begin with? So one way I do it is, I don't know if you're familiar with King Sumo, but it's, okay, (laughs) yeah, yeah, King Sumo. It's free, actually. Uh, It's from the same people who do SendFox, that email marketing platform. And it's, they run viral giveaways. So like, you could do a giveaway to grow your email list because they have to, you know, sign up with their email. And then it lets you like say, okay, share it to Facebook and you get this many more entries or you can like personalize. Yeah. You can have them go listen to a podcast, go to YouTube, you know, all this stuff. And you can assign different um, point values for it, which gives them an increased chance, I guess, to, to win. 
the thing about giveaways though is you want to be sure you're not giving away something that everybody and their dog would want like you don't want to give away an iphone because everyone's everyone's gonna sign up for that and then as soon as the giveaway's over everyone's gonna drop off or just whatever yeah but so what i do is i do a monthly giveaway with a different book each month an entrepreneurial type of book and what I found is that the people that I get who enter that are pretty good like leads or potential clients because for someone to give up their email address for the chance to maybe win a $20 book I mean mm-hmm. they it has to be something that that yeah. they're interested in exactly. um so yeah that's what I do I do a giveaway every month uh, for a new book and you can run ads to that giveaway so that's one way um but sometimes what I do is if I'm giving away a particular book or whatever I'm I try to reach out to the author or sometimes I'll give away things that aren't books but they're like I don't know if you've heard of pod decks, but it's, they're like these decks of cards that are for podcasters that have different questions. And so I had contacted the guy who makes those and said, he was actually a guest on my podcast. I said, Mm -hmm. Hey, I was wondering if I could give away some of your decks, but, but then he promoted it to his audience. So then I grew my email list because He's sending it out to his audience because they're already interested and that's, and he's like, Hey, so-and-so is giving away. So then they, but then they go to my landing page and sign up. So, um, and sometimes there will be things called like stacks where I think info stack is one of them. Uh, there's a couple others, but basically where a bunch of different people contribute to a particular theme that month. And so like you would give your book away for free or something like that. Usually all digital though. And then all the people that sign up. They're on your uh, email list. Yeah. So those are some ways to grow your email list for free. (laughs) Look at that. (laughs) Build in that business under $5. Literally. Literally just. And it's collaboration too, because, you know, you talk about like, you know, going with that podcaster too and, you know, saying, hey, let me, you know, give away some of your um, parts and look at that. You grow your email list, he grow his listenership and, you know, both of you are, you know, building together. So mm-hmm. it's also about reaching out to other people in the industry that, you know, the ins and outs and, you know, working with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find that collaboration, whether it's through some kind of email collaboration giveaway or being on each other's podcasts or something like that, like just leveraging each other's audiences can really help grow your audience and whatnot and yeah. quickly. Yeah. So, um, you know, we have to talk some more about. So you mentioned website earlier, which, you know, is. Facebook, the social media accounts, as you explain, you know, Instagram, you know, we don't know what's going to happen to them. And so having a website is, you know, important. I think a lot of people, they question the fact that, do I have enough information to put on the website? So mm-hmm. do you have any advice towards what they can put on there, starting out on that budget right away to attract anyone? 
Yeah. So you'd want to put a, at least a little bit about yourself, like your bio or, um, you know, and if you've won any kind of awards or been featured in anything, obviously, or if you've been on podcasts and things like that, put that on there. Um, and then like, if you're obviously, if you're selling anything, whether it's products or services, obviously have that on the website, um, have a way for people to contact you like a contact form, um, have your social media icons on the website so that people can find you on social. Uh, let's see. One thing I like to do, and this is especially good for affiliate marketers, for example, is to have a resource page um, where you list like the different resources that you use and recommend. Uh, I have one on mine. I think I, it's called like 27 tools I use. And they're all tools I either currently use or have used and recommend. And if you're an affiliate marketer or even really a blogger or a podcaster um, and someone were to click on that, some of them don't have affiliate programs. So if someone clicks on it, it just goes straight to that yeah, site. Yeah. But others have um, are linked to my affiliate account. And of course you have to have a disclaimer somewhere on your website, letting people know, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But um, let's see what else. Yeah. So any kind of media, like if you're in any videos or podcasts, um, let's see. I mean, I guess those are the main things. Like you don't have to have a whole bunch on the website because the more you have on there, the more confusing it can be sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So you just want to have like uh, maybe 10, maybe 10 to 15, you know, on there that you could buy um, to the, your audience at the time. I'm mm -hmm. sure with us um, some more about your book. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I have three books actually. Um, Frugalpreneur, that's the first one. And that's about uh, the, the sub headline or um, tagline on it is how to launch, manage, and market an online business for under 100 a month. And so that just talks about the different types of online businesses and the tools to run them affordably. And then while I was writing that book, I got the idea to write another book called Authorpreneur because <laughs> I learned so much in the right. I tend to like when I learn something, I do it and then I teach it like the whole learn, do, teach. So, yeah. um, so that book is about self-publishing. And then I wrote Podcastpreneur, which is about podcasting. Um, so, yeah, and I actually give them all away for free, um, the PDF version, if anyone's interested. That's at um, thesarahstjohn.com forward slash free. That's Sarah with an H and then S-T-J-O-H-N. Um, yeah, so all three of them are actually free, uh, the PDF version. Oh, look at that. So... <laughs> Go over to um, the Sarah St. John. Saint John. But it, <laughs> awesome. So get on over there and grab a copy of it. It's completely free. And if they want to purchase, you said it's the PDF, but if they want to purchase like the hard copy, do you have hard copies of it too? Yeah. Um, if you go to the website and you click on, like it's not featured on the front page, but if you click on any of the other links in the top then there will be a, a sidebar that shows up and the links are there or you can just go to amazon.com um, and they should pop up under my name or the names of the books 
So um, you're you're also you have a company which is the Pod Seam, mm-hmm. um, and that is a podcast production company. So can you like share with us some more about that company? What do you offer to podcasters, and you know what can we expect from the company? Yeah. So when I started my podcast. I was editing and producing my own, and I still am. I edit and produce my own show, but a lot of people were complimenting me on it. And so I was, and I enjoyed doing it. So I was like, well, why not get paid to do it for other people? (laughs) So then I launched Podseam, that's P-O-D-S-E-A-M.com. And basically when you just record your episode and then you send me the file and then I basically clean it up, remove like the ums and uhs and any kind of loud noises, um, make sure the the levels and the sound, all of that is right. And then um, create show notes and audiograms and social media graphics and just nice. all of that stuff. Um, because I think a lot of people, for the most part, it isn't so much the recording of the podcast that people have a problem with it's all the (laughs) post-production and so yeah and I think that's how people pod fade which I don't know if you've heard that phrase but like where you start a podcast yeah and then it just after seven or ten episodes is the typical yeah people just stop doing it because the time involved in all the post-production is just Mm -hmm. overwhelming so yeah, so basically I handle all the post-production because oh, I, nice. I do it for my own show. So <laughs> why not? Listen, I completely understand what it means to do everything because I do everything too. And it is whew, a work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a work. Uh, um, so for podcasters, they just need to go on there and just submit their um, file. There's nothing. Um, what if um, a podcaster needs um, or they ask you to put different, you know, like breaking points throughout the episodes? Do you also offer that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything, like including I can put in their intro, outro, any kind of ads they might have, um, any yeah breaks, like you said they just let me know pretty much exactly what they what need they and then yeah okay yeah awesome, awesome. <laughs> so get on over to podseam.com so that's p-o-d-s-e-a-m.com and if you need help with podcasting listen <laughs> <laughs> we have sarah here who is willing <laughs> and ready to help you so sarah can you provide some social media accounts with us um your facebook your instagram twitter if you have one Uh (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i'm pretty much all of my social media platforms uh are at the sarah st john i think linkedin is the only one where it's like sarah dash or underscore st john but everything else is the sarah st john and i actually i don't have you heard of clubhouse yes are you on there i am oh i'll have to find you um because i just got on there today oh nice (laughs) welcome to the club (laughs) i've been waiting forever the guy that i was just mentioning earlier who has the pod decks he actually sent me an invite code i've been waiting for weeks anyway um so i'm finally on there and that one is actually at sarah st john 
I'm at the Sarah St. John everywhere else because Sarah St. John was taken. Same thing with the website. But at least with Clubhouse is so new yeah. that I was able to get Sarah St. John. Good. I, I don't think I have my full name on there. I guess it was too long. But um, yes, I'll definitely follow you on Clubhouse. Um, and I do have some invites, guys. So if you need any and you're listening, just um, just let me know. I have about three invites, so I can only invite oh. three. <laughs> oh, wow. So if you're listening and want to get on Clubhouse, I'll, I'll give you, I'll hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely follow Sarah at the Sarah St. John on social media, on Clubhouse, it's Sarah St. John. Um, on LinkedIn, it's Sarah underscore or slash. Right. Yeah, I can't remember one or the other. <laughs> oh my God, it was so, um, such a, a good um, interview. It was great um, learning about budgeting. And, you know, everything that you said, I never really like thought about it until you started explaining like, oh, so like $1.99 for this, uh, $3. You never really think about it until someone else like mention it or point it out to you. And you're like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... That was great. Um, is there any last minute tip or anything that you want to share before we go? Um, I guess a couple of tips I like to give people is that I think entrepreneurs in general, and I know I've experienced this, is the shiny object syndrome where you're just constantly thinking of new ideas. And but at a certain point, you got to pick something and go with it. And yeah. Um, and try not to get distracted by all these other things. And then the I other, <laughs> and the other thing would be, um, it's good to learn and get educated, especially in the beginning, but you know, throughout your entrepreneurial journey through podcasts and webinars and courses and books and all that. But at a certain point, if you're not implementing what you're learning, then it's pointless. So I basically, for every hour I spend implementing, I try to spend, I mean, for every hour I spend learning, I try to spend another hour implementing. And so that's um, what I would recommend as well. And then, yeah. Uh, and then those three books uh, at the sarahstjohn.com forward slash free. There you go. And, you know, as you touched on that, you know, they say preach what you learn or learn, you know, whatever you learn, you preach. So as you learn, you implement and you become better at it. So mm -hmm. step by step. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being a part of Four Change People podcast today. And definitely go check out her podcast, The Frugalpreneur. Yes. Uh -huh. So definitely go check her out. And you can find her on, I believe, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, right? So pretty mm. much anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can definitely listen to Sarah um, on her show. So thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me. You have just listened to a weekly episode of For Change People. Let's keep the conversation going by following me on my Instagram page and Facebook page at For Change People Podcast. Like, share, and subscribe. And until next week, have a wonderful Friday.